0: Hey guys, it's Eric. I ain't seen the floater pitch since Scuffy McGee.
1: Hey, everyone, it's Joe. You're the best thing that happened in baseball since Cracker Jack. Rotate
0: slowly. When Henry oh, Rowan Gardner's no. arm healed.
1: Funky! But love it. A little
0: strange.
1: Mom, watch this!
0: Ah! Hey. He learned more about baseball. I'm the new pitcher! <laughs> and more about life
1: Kellogg and Reebok are foaming at the mound for a piece of the kit which piece? than
0: anyone ever imagined
1: Pitcher's got a big butt
0: Rookie of the Year You're listening to Worth the Late Fee the podcast where two former, former video rental clerks watch movies that they may have recommended at one time to see if they still think the film would be worth keeping an extra day or two to watch again even if it had been paying a late fee. How are you doing, Joe?
1: Not too bad, Eric. Not too bad. I, uh, I went for a glorious bike ride earlier. Well, okay, it was a disaster at first. So I I had my bike all packed up in my trunk, ready to go. I get to the, where I was going, someplace in New Hampshire, and I realized my tire is flat. So what do I do? I have to, and my bike pumps, like, like a specific pump, so I can't use any pump. It's, like, this stupid Yeah. It's just you know you need like a specific adapter, or whatever so I, I had to go to dick's i had my face mask thankfully but they uh i had to buy a pump they brought it to my car and in case this like, is
0: a regional thing to anyone listening in another part of the country i don't know if they're nationwide but dick's is a sporting good
1: store oh, I, I thought i thought it was a I, it, I, I, I think it is okay well in case dick's sporting goods then <laughs> No, it was like a huge process. So my, my bike ride, which I thought was going to be like an hour and it'd be like a three and a half hour uh, journey. So well, that's good.
0: Did you wear the mask? Did you have to wear the mask when you were biking or no? I,
1: I did just be like, it was, it sucks. I, I thought I was going to pass out, but I mm. did just be on the safe side. It's, I don't want to be like the person who fucks up for everyone else.
0: <laughs> Bree and I went to get, um, the other, the other, uh, was it Friday night? I think we got takeout from a local play lo- local business. You know, trying to support the local businesses, but obviously you have to do takeout. So we called in advance and they, I think they told us like 10 minutes or something. We got there at 10 minutes, maybe even a little bit later. And I walked in there and I had to wait a few minutes and it's kind of a small spot. And there was a few other people in there waiting and it was so hot. It, it probably wasn't that hot, but having the mask on, I sound like such a baby because some people are dealing with way worse stuff than this, but um, yeah, no, I agree. But, but like you said, you got to do it. Say safe thing to do. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, this is the uh, the second week into our thing where we each make a pick, and uh, this is my first my first pick. So, my first pick is wait. You know what? Before we even say well, I'll say it anyway. My first pick is Rookie of the Year, um, a movie from my childhood from '93. But I'm wondering. Go ahead.
1: You know what's funny too? Last night we, we were talking about like you know why you, why you picked this because of baseball, but last night on and they played the uh uh. The ALCS game, game six with Christian, I was like bloody sock. Oh. So I mean, I was like, I was like, okay, this is perfect because I watched the movie this morning. So I was hooked on the A L C S game six last night, and then right to the rookie <laughs> the next morning.
0: Yeah, no, I've been I've been living off of those like the Ness and replays, the uh, the, um, and then I actually listened the other day to uh, one of the baseball podcasts I listened to. They had Lou Maloney on, and it was just great because he was talking about his time playing for the Sox in like the late late ninety uh, yeah, late late nineties and early two thousands and kind of that era that people forget about now because they won in 04 and you don't really no one really talks about that anymore because you don't need to um, right. or that's how people feel so yeah but I'm trying to think what else did what's going on in life I feel like Bree and I didn't do much today we just walked the dogs and all that stuff but we watched oh this is what I was gonna bring up. So, Clear and Present Danger, the movie. What are your thoughts? What was it? Clear and Present Danger with Harrison Ford.
1: I don't, I don't know if I've seen that.
0: Oh, see, I grew up with that movie. I love that movie. And uh, Brie did this thing that she does that drives me crazy where she she might be able to hear me right now. Oh, yeah, now. no, I've,
1: I've always seen that cover, I've never actually seen the movie.
0: So, last night, we rented it, right? We paid to rent it. We paid, like, $3 or whatever it is. And then she'll do this thing where she's clearly falling asleep, like half hour halfway through the movie. And so I'll say, like, you wanna stop? And she's like, No, no. And I'm like, You're we have an hour left in the movie. You're not gonna make it through the whole movie. So then we watch like fifteen minutes more, twenty minutes more, and then um, either she finally says she's falling asleep, or I just look over and she's asleep. So we stop it. Then we go to rewatch it today and finish it. And we start she was like, You may have to rewind it like rewind it like five minutes. So I rewinded it like five minutes and she still had no clue what was going on. So she had been asleep for like twenty minutes. And so I had to watch the movie like one and a half times basically but it's a it's a great movie. It's one of my one of my favorites for me to
1: go. You know what I was gonna bring up too? Uh on Netflix, have you heard heard the uh new Mindy Kaling series? Uh Never Have I Ever? No. Oh man, it's so good. I love Mindy Kaling. I do too and this series was the easiest binge I've had in a while. It's 10 episodes, a half hour each and it is just an awesome coming of age story about uh, a girl who is brought up with an Indian family and she's trying to, you know, adapt to the American culture. Oh. And it is just so good. And she's a newcomer, the main actress. <clears throat> and she, man, she just kills it. And the whole show is just, it, it had me laughing It had me like getting emotional. It was so good. Mindy I recommend-
0: Kaling, Mindy Kaling in The Office, she might be the best character per her time on screen you know what i mean like she'll have one line the entire episode and her role as just like a girl on steroids like every bad every bad stereotype of girls and how they're catty and whatever oh my god she's she's so funny but anyway we're enough enough about that so uh like we said we're today we're gonna be talking about it was my pick uh rookie of the year and um the reason i picked rookie of the year and by the way i'm drinking um i don't have a chicago themed i i was thinking about getting like a baseball themed beer but and i don't know if it's because baseball hasn't started yet but like the usual ones that i see out i'm not seeing but so my ultimate summer beer my ultimate baseball beer from at a game is sam summer i know that's like of the beers i've had so far it's not really a micro brew or anything like that but sam adams summer ale it it relaxes me it makes me it's like summer's here baseball season's here so that's what I'm drinking and I love it and I'm not ashamed of it. And I don't care if it's not, you know, brewed in some guy's basement. So, um, the reason I picked this movie, if I'm being honest is, you know, Joe and I are still new to the podcast. We're changing the format up and you'll see some of that or you'll hear some of that today. Um, and I wanted to do a baseball movie and there's quite a few of them that I love, but I didn't want to do one of my favorites yet. I want to keep that in my my back pocket this movie is um, there's like three or four youth baseball movies from my childhood, and this is one of them. Um, not my favorite, not my second favorite, but I also haven't seen it in a long time, and so I was like, all right, you know, I'll go back, I'll rewatch it, and and uh, see how I see how I feel about it, and and we'll see. So, how did it do, Joe? Do you have the stats on how it did when it first came out in July of '93?
1: Yeah, so it had a uh... A budget of thirty-one million and made fifty-six million in the box office. It was uh, directed by Daniel Stern, who you know as one of the White Bandits. Yep, <laughs> and he's also and he's also on the he's also the pitching coach in this movie as well. Right, but it was his only uh, the only movie he ever directed, which is interesting. He's done he did this movie and then a few other TV shows here and there, but he's never done another movie after the Rookie. Um, it was written Rookie, of year, Rookie of the, of the Year because the Rookie's yeah, that's right. The, that's right. This is the uh, Dance Quaid film. Yes. Um. And the movie was written by Sam Harper, who wrote this '93, and didn't write another movie uh, until 2003, "Cheaper by the Dozen." So oh. after this movie, the writer took a took a ten, ten year break and made. From there, I know he made like you know he wrote some big hits, "Cheaper by the Dozen." He wrote Rio.
0: As far as reviews and everything, I know um, like currently it's a six out of ten on IMDb. It's got a thirty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> um, and at the when it first came out, Roger Ebert, who's hot and cold, I, I agree with him sometimes, disagree with him sometimes. He gave it a three out of four, so that's interesting.
1: Yeah, he actually had a really good quote too. So I'm someone who doesn't. I don't look at reviews ever when I, look, when I go see a movie. I sometimes look at them after I see the movie, just kind of compare Same. my thoughts, just because I don't ever care what other critics think. So it's all opinionated it anyways. But I do respect Roger Ebert's. Almost always, he has a few. I think it's like a he's you know he doesn't like Die Hard. like Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. So he has some does in there, in my opinion. But
0: he doesn't do, like Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist.
1: He does not like it. And he no. doesn't like Die Hard. Nope. Oh. So he has he has some does here and there, but for the most part, I do agree with him. I feel like more than any other critic. But this, he had a pretty funny quote here. I thought for this movie, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but um, so he wrote in his review is like a brief synopsis. I was absolutely lousy in Little League. Was a sub for one season, screwing up every other play I was involved in. I stopped up in the middle of right field, squinting into the sun, hoping desperately that the ball would not come my way. If it did, I didn't use my glove to catch it. I used the glove for protection. (laughs) And then he goes on to pretty much comparing how this movie, you know, reminded him of his old life. And he ends it with, "I'm no longer a kid, and this movie is not likely to make my list of the year's best." But I can remember those miserable Lily games. And so, in a modest way, I'm grateful for this film. It is pure wish fulfillment. 40 years after I needed it. You
0: know what that makes me think of? Because you said right field. Do you remember? I don't remember if this is. I don't remember if you would have ever had the VHS for the movie. But this is. This goes to show how many that I had the VHS and how many times I watched it. Is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original movie. There was a Pizza Hut commercial. Uh, that played before the movie and it was this kid that's like, and he was singing this song and he's like, I played right field. It's important to know I could sing the whole song, but I won't. (laughs) And that's how many times I watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. One is that I remember the pizza hut commercial that, but the whole thing was like, it was pretty much like you put the kid that sucks in right field, but this kid was happy and you know, he loves baseball and you know, so there's some positive things in there, I guess. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, not,
1: not not very well received, though, like you said overall.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I think it's I think it's a lot of kids' movies are like that where they they kind of know they gotcha. Like if you're, I was I was eight years old and I loved baseball and so my parents had to take me to see this movie even though they knew it was gonna suck and you know whatever. But other things going on in '93. This is one thing we're trying to add to the podcast to put some perspective on it. I put one in here for you, Joe. Let's hear it. And well, I'll give the list of things that happened in '93, and you tell me which one I think is for you. Okay. So, <laughs> Kirby Puckett won the All-Star Game MVP. This is all in July of '93. Ken Griffey Jr. hits uh, home runs in eight straight games. And he was so good. Oh, he was the best baseball player I've ever seen. So, uh, Ricky Henderson gets traded to Toronto. The Mars Observer takes the first picture of Mars from five billion kilometers away. I think that's what oh, it that's
1: says. Re- that's really cool.
0: I think that's what it says If some, you know, someone's more informed, then don't, don't, don't message us. Bjork releases her first solo album. There it is. That mine. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> baseball, baseball, baseball. I almost tricked you with the Mars one. You were like, "Oh, Eric might think that," but, um, so yeah, that that that's what was going on. And you have the the back of the DVD summary.
1: We're not going to get too into the plot here, but I do. All right, so. The ultimate fantasy for a little leaguer comes true and a whole city is electrified with baseball fever and active director Daniel Stern's grand slam for baseball fans of all ages. When the cast is removed from his broken arm, clumsy 12-year-old Henry Gartner, played by Thomas Ian e. Nicholas, is shocked to find his arm has become a 100-mile-per-hour thunderbolt. His throw from the bleachers directly to home plate alerts the last-play Chicago Cubs and before you can show play ball. He signed as their new ace pitcher, with a few pointers from an aging star pitcher played by Gary Busey. Young Henry actually manages to pull off the impossible. Danielle Stern co-stars in this winning setup and shared tale about one boy's dream. So the
0: biggest part of that summary that jumps out to me is that they said it was a baseball film for all ages or something <laughs> like that. That could not be, could not be more true. But uh, Thomas E. Nicholas, like you said, so after this. Going into this movie, this is his big break. I don't he didn't have too many hits, but this is his big one. After this he did Kidding King Arthur's Court, and then later on in life he did the American Pie series. Um, so it had that it had you know, he had that going for him, I guess. And it's so uh, funny,
1: he's still like is considered like a fan favorite in Chicago. Like he still throws like I saw the that. first pitch and he still like does like these interviews with like other people like around the town. Like he's he's still like very much involved with like this character, which is pretty cool. I,
0: I saw that too, that um he when he was when they won the world series finally which that that does hurt this movie not not that not that it was saving it before but um that does hurt this movie but the when they won the world series i guess he tweeted out a picture of the world his him like the screenshot of this movie from when he holds up his fist with the world series ring i'm like all right that's pretty cool
1: but oh that's cool yeah
0: um so he had this is his big break daniel stern like you said Daniel Stern. Was this is Daniel Stern like he hit his stride. So he had Little Monsters in 89, Home Alone in 90, City Slickers in 91, Home Alone Home Alone 2 in 92, this movie in 93 that he he directed and starred in, but or not starred in, but it was in. Uh City Slicker 2 in 94, and then What Basketball Movie in 96, Joe?
1: Celtic Pride.
0: Yeah, Joe probably <laughs> a Joe's future pick. So yeah. So not, you know, Dan, this is Daniel Stern actually had a pretty impressive 89 to 94 in, you know, in Joe's opinion, 96, if you throw in something. <laughs>
1: he did like, it's kind of funny. Like I wonder like if it was his choice to direct this or if he just like, was still involved with films, if it was just like a, you know, if it was like a passion phase or if they just kind of called him up because he was saying so such a successful, you know, string of yeah. films. I wonder like what the reason was to direct this one and only film, basically.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I, kind of wonder the same thing because it is it is very very random yeah. um but uh so him gary Busey also you know having a pretty good pretty good run at it so gary Busey had a uh, lethal weapon in 87 point break definitely one of my future picks in 91 under siege in 92 and this in 93 and i uh one thing that surprised me was i've heard and you know you can kind of see it and i don't know how much of it's. Him like hamming it up for the, for the cameras or whatever. But you always hear about how because Gary Busey had that really bad car accident, and they say that he had brain damage, and that's kind of part of the reason he's he's a little different now. And I thought that this movie was before that because he seems, you know, his character is not the greatest, but he seems like he's pretty with it, you know. Yeah. But I guess this is after that. So this is a few years after his accident. So he was you know, he's after his accident and you'd think that you'd see it more, but
1: yeah. And I didn't realize that either. Cause like you said, he's not almost like, you know, I don't want to bring him down or anything, but like, he it does seem like very like, you know, empathetic with his character where you don't see that a lot anymore with his characters.
0: Right. Like, right. Uh, he's not the greatest actor, but he is trying to show some emotion and stuff right. like that. And he doesn't really do that anymore other
1: than just like he's, anger. He, smiles and... in this movie. he actually generally smiles in this movie. <laughs> right.
0: Right. So, and then, uh, other people worth mentioning, uh, Bruce Altman who plays the dirtbag boyfriend. He did Glen Gary Gun Genro- Ross gary G- Glenn Ross in ninety two and this this in ninety three. And then surprisingly I looked at his IMDB after and he's he's been in. He's not the star of a lot of things, but he's been in a ton of good TV shows and movies.
1: Yeah, he's he's game. another actor where it's like you know you see him in multiple things, you just can't like figure out what Yeah one. he's like, it's that it's
0: that guy from that guy from what what's what's he in? What's he <laughs> Yeah. In? Yeah. And then lastly, last character, John Candy. Um yeah, he was awesome. He was he was the the pleasant thing when I watched this um and what a career, so short, way too yeah. short but so but impressive. He had great outdoors in eighty eight uncle buck in eighty nine j f k which I forgot about in ninety one this in ninety three and cool runnings in ninety three so yes. have a year john candy and it really is so sad it, it's kind of like when he did the chris farley thing yeah. um all that talent and, you know whatever but yeah sad yeah, he, stuff
1: yeah, he, every scene like you said every scene man he was just like he made me laugh every scene
0: yeah and there's not many people in this movie who can see you can say that about so <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: um i don't know i know i grew up with this movie but what do you think of when you think of this movie what's your first memory
1: so i went to this kind of like with the mindset that i didn't see this and that's like a kind of i guess it was forgettable but it's been a while you could say because i as i was watching it i started remembering some scenes obviously here and there, it seems to be like, oh, I, was, I, you know, I would remember certain specific scenes, but the pitcher has got a big butt. It's kind of like what, what brought all my kind of memories from there on out. When he's kind of taunting the, um, oh, what's his name? I forgot that, the picture. But he's taunting him as he's kind of on the bases. That's like yeah. he's kind of like getting his stride together. Yep. So I remember the taunts, and I remember Gary Beast's character. I remember Gary Beast's character. I, I thought I remember them having a bigger... Like uh, romantic relationship in the movie, but I was wrong about that. I thought like you know they kind of hinted at it in the beginning, and I kind of I forgot that it was kind of just kind of dissolve throughout. Yeah. But I do like my, the, my memory, I guess, is the pictures, the whole taunting sequence, because I used to do it in baseball too. When I played so. Well, that's
0: what I was that's what I was gonna ask you though. Is I wonder how much of it you remember from this movie, and how much of it is a bunch of kids learned it from this movie, right? And then started doing it, and you remember that. But
1: it's fine though. In the movie. He has a cast in the beginning how he can't move his arm. Like the cast kind of, it's like at a nine degree angle. So you really can't move yep. his arm very too much. I had a cast just like that when I played football, I broke my arm and I made it worse because I, I thought I knew something was wrong with my arm, but my coach made me play still. And I made it worse as I was out there and I had a cast, so I couldn't move my arm. I, I had a cast just like that. It was awful.
0: <laughs> Great. Crazy. I have this friend, Adam Jonos, who's a psychopath and Adam recently, who's a grown man, by the way, this isn't like when he was 16 story, <laughs> punched something and broke his hand and uh, had to go and get a cast put on. And then they put the cast on. And then uh, like, I think he was got. A, I think they told him he had to wear it for four to six weeks or something. And he made it maybe a week in and he cut the cast off with like, I don't even know what.
1: Yeah, he, at him.
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I told him I broke my head a few times. And I told him I was like, "Man, if that doesn't heal right, heal right, you're you're gonna feel that later on in life." But anyway, so my my first memory is um, just this movie. Like I said, I was eight years old when it came out. It was aimed directly at me and my friends, and we fell for it. Hookline and Sinker. And my friend Scotty and I, huge baseball fans, um, always have been, and we loved this movie growing up. Um, I we'll get into later. I think what turned me off to this movie and it was because there was just another movie that was similar that i liked a lot more but so, yeah. um
1: i was gonna say i this movie i feel like is the one i kind of forgot about you, you mentioned a few there's a few different kids base you know kids baseball films or whatever yeah. there's a sand law which is the, probably the best of the bunch yeah and there's like angels in the Outfield. there's little big league and then there's this out of all of all four of those this is the one that i always just falls under the radar i feel like
0: so i know my one those are my those are the four and I know my one two in there, I was and the I moment. know that this is the bottom two.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I would like to go back and rewatch another one to see where I would put this. Um, and I'm sure we'll get around to it eventually. But um, unfortunately, Joe tells me we can't do a baseball movie every week. So, um, <laughs>
1: well, so, next yeah. week. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Next week. Yeah. So um, that's pretty much it. That's my first memory. Did you have one of the things we've been talking about? more off the podcast is there anything in this movie that jumped out to you that like wouldn't fly you know because we have going a lot of movies and they make either make jokes or they're just doing things and you're like it jumps out to you because you're like oh you couldn't if you made a movie today i know everyone talks about people being too politically correct but there are some things that are way off the
1: all right so with this movie we have gone a nice uh, momentum shift to a long review during the foul home run hit in the beginning at uh, the end, you know, when he's throwing his final pitch to the uh, yep. big meathead guy. Yeah. That was a foul. All right. in the same yep. standards, we have had a nice 20 minute review <laughs> and then we've gone back and forth. And, yeah. Yeah. So, I thought that was really funny how, how like times have changed when I was, like that the ref called it a foul and everyone like went back to the game but if that happened today man oh god no we've would had people I, arguing running around the mound
0: <laughs> i actually missed that i hate in sports now how they review everything it's like i get it if it's if it's game seven of the world series or, or you know whatever then review it but this i hate hired competent refs and umpires and let them do their job and if they get something wrong they'll get something wrong don't worry about it but all
1: right so yeah. real quick too on the on that topic too this isn't more of this isn't about the, your question but i love in the beginning how henry throws the ball over the gate when he screws up completely and one of the characters asks is that, is that illegal during every one of his final outings like against the final three batters everything he did i was asking myself is that legal <laughs> like i didn't, i wasn't sure you know like the uh, having the third baseman have the ball in his hand and like yeah, of... that's the head ball. That's, that's legal. <laughs> like, that's okay. legal. Is that legal? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then how about the other thing too? When he's uh, pretty much delaying the entire game to taunt the first baseman.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that <laughs> I, I don't think there's a rule about that, but okay. Yeah, so but...
1: I I was supposed to show you. I asked myself. I'm like, are these moves legal? Like I was okay. So the fact they are though, that's interesting.
0: My that's my problem with <laughs> my problem with his. Well, we're we'll gonna do it later, but. The, this, the, I think what hurts this movie so much is that it was done way better a year later in another movie So, yeah. but yeah so I, th- one of the things that jumped out to be that, I, that um, it's not as bad as, as it is in the other movie and you kind of mentioned earlier but the, the, f- the flirting between his mom and Gary Busey's character it's that was like a thing in early 90s sports movies with you know Gordon Bombay and, well, in Mighty Ducks 1, it was Gordon Bombay and Charlie's um, mom. Then in Mighty Ducks 2, there was like, wasn't there, a th- oh, there was a thing with the girl from Iceland, or, the, yeah, the Iceland coach, or assistant coach, or trainer, or whatever she was. And that stuff, I, maybe it's just because I don't see kids' movies now, but I feel like if you made a baseball movie now, you couldn't have a single mom dating, like, flirting with the, an adult, whether it's another coach or in this weird situation a teammate. So
1: but they, they wrote that off real fast, didn't they? Yeah. As uh, a couple of scenes of flooring like here and there, like the dancing on the beginning. But like after that though, he's even coaching like the Lily game. And then they still like aren't even talking to mother him. <laughs> so I was like, what the oh, hell just happened?
0: That was another thing that bothered <laughs> me is um is Bro. so he's supposed to be this like baseball super fan. Like he's not that good, but he's supposed to be a super fan. And then he's wearing uh his little league team's the pirates and he doesn't even so it's another NL Central team. He doesn't make any comments about it. Like I get I get that they just dish out jerseys in, in Little League and you don't get to pick. I was on the Twins when I was in Little League, but you they should have at least thrown a scene in there where he's like he complains about it or or something like that. So but and then he's wearing jeans too. <laughs> He's wearing jeans, playing in the outfield. I'm like, he was that kid that everyone hated, and it wasn't because he was like he couldn't afford. Oh, we, you don't have a pair of sweatpants or something, dude. But so, um, some some other random, um, like the more you know, facts from it. So John Candy, we talked about him earlier. He's uncredited in his role as the play-by-play guy because he wasn't initially supposed to do the movie. Um, which, if he didn't, this movie would have been even worse so thank you john candy for for giving it some help and then talked about like who we were earlier like who is that guy or i recognize that person the girl that oh that was the other thing they wouldn't like
1: the, well. the my ducks girl you know, yes the my ducks girl yes i was like this is i wish Do i wanted the more cat. of her yes i wanted more of her in this movie man she was i love her
0: <laughs> well how weird was it though when uh i don't want to i don't want to say what he says about her because like i don't want to Oh, I'm and getting it wrong but they're supposed to be like i don't know like 12 or something Well, she's hot yeah no he said but he said something about her being like
1: oh yeah she like has like he moves his hand like adjusts yeah over she's her. stacked yeah. or something yeah, i'm just he, like, I like i know i was like I, i'm don't i like jesus I, I ain't talking like that i was like 12 year old
0: <laughs> right well we i probably did but if i was making a movie i would be like right, let's. Well, we could probably just say like wow she's really hot leave it at that <laughs> But
1: the, the emotions, are like I was like, man, it's like puberty. Really hit those kids fast, Yeah. Like, <laughs>
0: but that's that's reality, though. I that know. really is reality. <laughs> but um, yeah. So Julia, the cat Gaffney from D two and D three, she was uh, she was this question. I was like, why does that girl look familiar? And, and so I, was,
1: I. And this was after. Was this a year after the first Mighty Ducks film? When did this come out? This came out ninety three.
0: Ninety three. Is that when Mighty Ducks, Ducks one came out? I think Mighty Ducks one was ninety two or ninety three. Yeah. yeah. But I'm yeah, I think she, it was before she, this.
1: That's such a big hit. That film I'm sorry she can get more screen time like, she's in like, But she
0: May wasn't life. in Mighty Ducks* One.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, she's
0: only in Mighty Ducks* two because she's from Maine and she gets on that's the right. national team. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So um uh and then last fun fact that I have, I don't know if you wrote down or anything. Actually I have I have one quick one. Busey's mustache was fake. He wore like a fake mustache throughout the whole movie.
1: <laughs> I actually read that too. That's pretty much all I had, but what a I read that. <laughs>
0: And then the scene uh, featuring live shots of the crowd of Wrigley chanting, we want Henry was filmed in September of 92 between games during a, between games during a doubleheader between the Cubs and their division rivals, St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, the film's producers described the scene and instructed the crowd on what to chant over the stadium's PA system. While the majority of the fans participated, a large number of Cardinals fans in the crowd went off script chanting. Instead, we want Ozzie referring to Cardinals all-star shortstop, Ozzie Smith. So, my lesson from this movie, and if you anyone listening to this podcast, if you take anything from it, we talked about Ken Griffey Jr. earlier, and now we're talking about Ozzy Smith. Before you watch this movie, don't just go watch Ozzy Smith highlights and Ken Griffey Jr. highlights, because Ozzy Smith was the most amazing defensive infielder I've ever seen, and he did stuff that looks fake. So spend your time and money on on Ozzy Smith stuff and Ken Griffey
1: Jr. stuff, but curiosity did they film so they did they film this whole movie in chicago
0: i think so or oh. i don't know about I, I don't i shouldn't say the whole movie because i think i saw something the, where the where the little league field was and it wasn't chicago but i'm not sure
1: okay i say that it'd be kind of like you don't ever hear that anymore having a, the entire film being because of taxes and all that yeah film, it's like they always show in canada almost always
0: yeah yeah i don't know that um Take, I don't know. I'll,
1: I'll, I'll take that, but I just my, more of like more of like my curiosity at this point. but
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the last thing, this bothered me too, I should have mentioned earlier. When Henry is throwing the laundry packs in the wash machine, he says that it's a full count. But then when he threw it in, he said strike one rather than strike <laughs> three. Yes. So this is my point. This kid, he's supposed to be like a baseball genius who's not good at playing it, but he he knows the game and he's he sucks at it. So um, what about the soundtrack? Do you have any opinions on the soundtrack?
1: Yeah, it was whatever. It was pretty okay. much, again, a couple of tracks in there were kind of, you know, it was supposed to be like you know, the hopeful tracks, but it was kind of non existent.
0: Right. So, if you could change one thing about this movie to make it better, and there are a lot of things that you could change to make this movie better, what would, what would yours be?
1: So, it kind of goes hand in hand with my fairy scene, which we'll talk about after this. Uh, but I kind of wish they had more shots with the more scenes with the friends in it. One of my favorite yes. scenes. One of my favorite scenes is when they're all together, which I'll talk about in a second. And I was like, man, like that scene. I, you know, there's there's not a lot of baseball in this, but if there's not a lot of baseball, there should be more of the friend scenes. I feel like because like, like the whole like press with the adults and all that, I just didn't really care about as much. So when the friends are together, it's a generally fun film. Like, yep. they look, they're great together. And then when they bring the girls on board with them as well, it's even more fun. So yeah. I wish that was a more. I wish I was a, more of a time filler for this movie than like, you know, the adult relationships and the drama behind the scenes. So. Right.
0: Right. No, I, I totally agree. If I could change one thing about this movie and uh, you made this distinction, you made a distinction like this. I think it was the last episode we did that it's difference between character and actor. Uh, I'm not blaming Thomas Ian Nichols for this, but the entire character of Henry is horrible. Um <laughs> It, very worthy. it's so it. bad <laughs> and if and it, i i'd be curious if there was a way for me to view this movie as an adult but without having seen because if this character was done right in my opinion it would be billy haywood from little big league and if i go back and i re maybe who knows because i haven't watched little big league and it's i mean i watched it more recently than this but maybe i'll go back and rewatch that and i won't like that but that character was so interesting. He was like so into baseball and he talked about it all the time. His grandfather who was the the owner of the twins. And so he knew all these weird little facts and he was a baseball genius. Sure. He was 12 or whatever, and he couldn't play in the majors, but he got the game. This kid made no sense. Uh, The kid from uh, this move, rookie of the year made no sense because he, I don't understand how he broke his arm. That's what it was. He broke his arm and he could throw hard and that's great, but he, he didn't love baseball. He didn't, you know, he didn't even want to come back to the team. So I don't know that, that would be my changes. I I would, I would try to make him more like Billy Haywood from little big league, a kid who, yeah, he's 12. And if his arm snaps back, it's not gonna, he's not gonna be able to make it in the big leagues, but he knows the game. He knew hitters, he knew rules, like, he should have known rules, I mean. He should have known hitters. Like It would have been cool if there was an element to the character, like, if he got that big guy out at the end where he knew something, like, oh, he can't hit the something, or he's slow, or I don't know. I just thought his character was Yeah,
1: great. no, I agree. I agree. Give me, like, another role, baseball related, if he can't pitch.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So, you said, what's your favorite scene?
1: It was real brief, but I loved when they all the boat together. It, like, it, they, as, like, as the kid actors, looked generally happy to be there. And I'm pretty convinced that their laughter in that scene was, wasn't them acting. Uh, they're like, just like, you know, it's a three-minute scene, but they're having fun on a boat. And then they bring their love interest, their romantic interest on board. And then they're all laughing, having fun. And I'm like, man, like, that's where it hit me. I'm like, what can be more of this in the movie? Like, just yeah. them kind of like, act, you know, being kids. Yep. Like, this kid's like uh, this, you know, fictional superstar right now there wasn't a whole lot of baseball scenes either. So it's like, if there are not a lot of baseball scenes.
0: And it's two, o- it's an hour and 45 minutes long too.
1: Right. And it's like, but if there's not, if they, if they're going to make it, if they're going to add more baseball scenes and awesome, but if they're not have it more with the friends, because I'm right. more interested in them than everything else at this point.
0: Yeah. It, it, it was an hour and 45 minutes. And I, I can remember like four scenes from the movie. I don't understand. And then, and then in the last game in the last playoff game or whatever it was, within like five minutes they talk about they're like this is to get to the world series this is to get to the the division playoff they name like five different things and i'm like what game is this but no i yeah i agree with you and that those relationship that relationship between him and his friends was the only believable relationship in the whole movie even even to when he's you know he's kind of mr Hotshot, and then he gets in like a little kid fight with his friend because it's, it's like your friends don't care your friends don't if you're they don't care if you're on espn or whatever they'll punch you in the face and and good for them but they,
1: yeah no i Especially yeah. like leading up to the boat scene when they're like you know he confronts his friends again to being away for a little while and they're in a at this point they're in a fight and then they're pushing the boat on the water and he's like come on what are you, what are you like you know what are you waiting for come on in i'm like man right. this kid's awesome
0: yeah my uh my favorite scene was it kind of involved those the, the kids or it did involve the him and his friends but um the when they go to the game before he throws the ball back and starts the whole thing just the idea of an empty wrigley field and like buying tickets the day of because that i have those memories with which nowadays you couldn't do that i was supposed to go to wrigley field in about a month and a half to see the red Sox play that's not going to happen this year with everything going on but um i growing up my brother and my father and I would go to Red Sox games day of, and you could just walk in, buy a seat for not a lot of money. And those days are gone. And s- same thing in, in, uh, in Chicago. So it's cool to think of, uh, think of a kid that, that'd be affordable for a few kids for one. It's also cool to think of young kids being interested in baseball. Cause that's something that they're pretty worried about now is that there's not, you know, I'm, I'm probably on the younger side of, baseball fans and i'm 35 so that was my favorite scene just kids in the bleachers that that, like the fact that that would make their week being able to go to wrigley watch a game have a hot dog and you know
1: yeah that was awesome like you said like i love how they're excitedly like when he breaks his arm he gets the cast off he gets the tickets for the game and like that they were so happy with that surprise right baseball tickets
0: right no and yeah no. that that so that that was similar to what you said about the relationship with his friends when you see just the innocent kid part of it it's 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 nice it's always nice but it was far and few or few and far between yeah, so unfortunately so i guess we've we've talked enough about the movie um everybody knows our, our ranking system here so we rate things on whether or not you'd be willing to pay a late fee to keep this movie uh scale of one to five no is I'm, I'm going to watch 10 minutes of it, return it, bring it back that night. Five is a high score. You'll pay all the late fees in the world. Maybe even you'll just buy it from the video store. So, Joe, what is your ranking for the first official
1: pick from, from me? <laughs> okay. Well, I've been, like, kind of fluctuating between a couple different scores here. Just because, like... Say I do the same thing. And, like, this is, like... I usually, like, have a pretty good mindset when I'm going into a film. Like, you know, I kind of have an idea what I'm going to give it, but this movie, man not a lot of good happened in it. <laughs> like, I don't want to say it's, I don't want to give it a, a straight up no, because I do think there's some joy in it, but I also think it's like a 1.5. Yeah. going to be my score, 1.5. So, that's fair. I think like it's, you know, it has its charm. Yep. But, for a baseball film, there's not a whole lot of baseball. And for a kid film, there's not a whole lot of kid, like, problems, basically. And, when those do those when the problems do arise, it's wiped away real fast and it's resolved real fast. yeah It's just like it's it's like they couldn't figure out what they wanted this from to be, whether it was like focused on the kids or on the baseball or the parents or the adult players. This couldn't really I feel like they couldn't figure out what direction they wanted to go in with this one. So one point five for me.
0: That that's fair. I would understand this movie a lot more. so this movie came out in ninety three, Little Bigley came out in ninety-four. If that was reversed I would understand it because I would be like, all right, Little Big League came out and then they tried to capitalize on it. And they were like, all right, we'll make our version of Little Big League. And, you know, if it's not that great, it's not that great, but we're going to cash in. But it's not. Um, And, again, I'll have to go back and watch Little Big League later. But in my mind, I've always compared this film to Little Big League. And Little Big League has always trashed it. So, like you – I i was going up and down ranking it um and i was going up a little bit and I, and then but then at the end the horrible baseball like plays and everything brought it down so um it was never my favorite youth baseball movie of the 90s it's worse than i remembered the and i the good thing about it crapping on the movie though and this is like my positive spin is it proves how great other movies from my childhood are Cause there are other movies like the Sandlot that I can watch and I can say, yeah, there are elements to the Sandlot that aren't as good as they were when you're 12. But then there are also elements to Sandlot that are better now because you look back and you're like, man, I miss you having friends like more. that. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. So um, my friends still quote this movie from time to time. So there is a little bit of nostalgia for me. So for that, that bumps my score up to a two <laughs> I probably i probably would have been a one or a 1.5 um but there wasn't enough in good stuff and i don't like i don't have a problem with thomas Ian nichols but i don't he's not a, a child star that i love so he didn't bump it up at all i gary busey's tough to really love
1: yeah and he wasn't that best movie he didn't really have a whole lot to do either so, but like, right. so you really can't screw that up but john candy man like you said Yes, if there <laughs> yes. yeah if there was way more john candy
0: yeah there was way more john candy it would it would it would uh it would have helped my sam adams though top notch <laughs> as usual it's my first sam adams sam summer of the year it's it's nice how warm was it today like sixty five or something
1: it was yeah it was really nice i think it was seventy one at one point
0: oh yeah so yeah, it was great i had had a sam summer life is good, everything like that, so this movie was horrible, but <laughs> um If you guys have a suggestion, Joe, Joe's going to give his pick for next week, which I don't know about yet. So, um, but if you guys have a suggestion, follow us on Instagram. If you have a suggestion, send it in to us and we'll cut it. We'll cut the line and put it ahead of Joe's suggestion. Um, or my next suggestion, depending on when, when it comes in. Um, we'll be back, uh, probably Wednesday recording Wednesday. Um, Joe, what are we going to be reviewing?
1: All right. So this whole sports theme was not planned originally, but with all the news of a sequel happening officially now, we're gonna go the uh, Space Jam route. Oh wow, that's right. right.
0: I'm uh, I'm way more excited about that than than uh, than this one. <laughs> that's so, good. <laughs> yes, I don't I don't um, Space Jam is not my favorite movie, but I I loved it when I was younger, and I'm yeah. sure I'll really enjoy it. So, um, no, that's awesome. So that's good news. That gives me something to... Let's
1: hope so. Let's hope so. (laughs) Let's hope so. There's got to be better than this. (laughs) It's only up from here.
0: Right. Right. So, all right. We'll be back recording in a few days and have it um, out in a few days after that. So, thank you guys very much for listening and we'll be back soon.
1: Thank you guys. Stay safe.